your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast, episode number 57 today. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. We are brought to you by our friends at Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Level, what's happening, man? How are we doing today? We're doing great. Uh, we're energized. We're fresh off of a win. Uh, <laughs> winning is better than losing. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Grant McCaslin's guys uh, off to a 2-0 and start. And uh, Joy McGuire's uh, team is one win away from bowl eligibility. So, it's uh, it's been a good little stretch here. Yeah, um, definitely a, a good stretch, good week. I think if you're a Texas Tech sports fan uh, – both basketball teams go two and zero in the opening week. You get the the win, obviously, in in football. I would say the the football win and your second basketball win, probably not how you'd put them down on paper, how you'd draw it up. But uh, the the old adage that a, a win is a win is as true as it gets. You get one on the road against a ranked team in Lawrence, sixteen to thirteen. You can't shoot worth anything for a long part of uh, a game against San Jose State, but end up going on an 18-2 to run to to win that ball game. So you, you take it. And uh, we'll start with, with football level, but uh, that was that was a fast start for the Red Raiders, which was good. And, uh, hey, you got, you got win number five on the season. You're exactly where you were last year at this point in the season, five and five uh, with two games to play a chance to get bowl eligible the following week. And uh, that was one where it was a nail biter at the end, but you, you get a clutch drive down the stretch and, and Gino Garcia knocks it through and, and you beat a ranked team on the road and you don't apologize for those. Just like you drew it up though, the whole thing, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Something uh, like that. It, it, it was not a masterpiece by any means. I think you had several opportunities to kind of pull away from Kansas Um yeah, you know, and 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 turn that into a three score game, and then and then you know, but it just you're not you're not good enough right now to be able to do that. I think, um, but yeah, you're right. You don't apologize for the win. Uh, that, that that was arguably your best win of the year because Kansas yeah. is seven and two. Uh, they were four and two in the league prior to you playing them. Uh, they were one game away from a spot in Arlington, depending on the the, the standings before the weekend started. And their mm-hmm. only losses were to the to the two top teams in the conference in Texas and Oklahoma State again before the weekend started. And and you, you knew you had to play pretty well to to get out of there. Now, obviously, the the dynamics involved in that game with Jason Bean going down alters it a bit. I think that you know. Um, you know, Baron Morton telling me after the game, I'm at about 60%. Probably was a bit sobering news for a lot of people to kind of hear that it's still a bit far off uh, on him. Sure. You know, just being like what what you need and what you're used to and all those things. But I thought his, uh, I don't know, his mechanics, his, his game management, just him being out there elevates everybody enough. And then 
you know, his three for three final drives, uh, three for three for, I think like close to like 65 yards in those final uh, three plays to get you in, in field goal range for, for Gino Garcia, just to kind of kick in basically an extra point. Uh, I mean, with 26 seconds left, I mean, cause you had led that game for what would that be? 59 minutes and 34 seconds. Yeah. Well, well, you let you let it. You let like it however long it after took the first drive. Yeah. The first touchdown. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but pretty. I mean, pretty close. Yeah, you, you did let. Yeah. Yeah. It either been you either led or, or it had been tied or whatever until until yep. right there. You know. So anyway, but um, yeah, just figuring out a way. And I don't care. I, I, I some people may. I, I just I'm not going to get caught up into how much of a grind it was. You got a result. I mean, I don't apologize for beating a a true freshman quarterback. Um. I don't apologize for anything, you know, B- BYU is not going to apologize for beating you whenever Jake Strong was in there and Kansas state certainly not going to apologize for that. Um, that's just the, the breaks. It's a marathon in these, in these football seasons. And, but uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, it was, it was just one of those kind of gutsy efforts and Kansas made a run. I mean, they're, they're, they're good. They're a pain to deal with. And they got you on a long, option play with Devin Neal finally getting loose and but I, I just I thought it was you tackled really well you didn't uh you know I thought the you, you want to know how important Jacob Rodriguez is to to your team mm-hmm. go back and watch that that first fourth down stop which was fourth and goal and he just shoots the gap sure. and I think tackled Daniel Hyshaw I don't know, three or four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, and then I think Ben Roberts and some other folks arrived to kind of bring him down ultimately. But it's him that saw the play and just was in there. And I don't know, you you just kind of it's it's been kind of fun to have your guys and, and seeing what that even though Barron is far less than 100 percent on what what that can do for you, because uh, you Again, I hate to admit it, uh, but Kansas is a good team. But you own Fair. them, man. As much as they own you in basketball, the opposite <laughs> is true in football. Even more, yeah. I mean, it's the the winning percentage is the largest winning percentage, the biggest winning percentage of any Big Twelve versus Big Twelve matchup there is out there. Twenty three and two um, when you've played at least ten games in a series. So it's it's crazy. Um, how much tech has owned them and yeah you, you beat a good football team and that hasn't happened much in this series because most of them have been bad so you, you cherish this one you take it it wasn't pretty at all 16 to 13 it feels like man Joey McGuire's teams have seemed to be quite quite a chameleon where they adapt to whatever type of game it is we've seen that time and time again you saw a game 35 28 the, the previous week against TCU you see a big 10 S game up in the Midwest like we saw against Iowa State last year um and wouldn't surprise me if you turn around and this week against Central Florida you go see another a shootout type of game with the two offenses flowing so it seems like maybe some really late but maybe some of that magic that we saw last year in one score games, you're starting to see with this football team this year. You started off 0-3 this season in one score games this year, but you've won two one score games in a row. And it feels like this team may be turning some sort of corner there. It just, what that speaks to though, is how 
how little things in games are massive player availability a call yeah. um you know because yeah, now now you you're you're suggesting that half of your games have been one score games yeah the margin know, uh, is razor thin yeah and that's yeah. that's what i'm saying and i mean like as you're watching kind of Kansas kind of come back a little bit you're thinking man that holding call on Dennis Wilburn which would have been Taj Brooks's second touchdown that would yeah. put you up 14 to nothing it negates it you settle for 3 ooh that is a massive yeah. hold or call or whatever and you know Braylon Lux dropping a would-be pick six I think seal it at that point yeah it, it ends it yeah, yeah it ends it whether he scores it or not or just goes down uh right there I think yeah that that those are you know so you're you're in some ways you're lucky to live to still tell about it uh on the right side of it uh because sometimes you don't get those other chances and if there's plays to, there to be made you got to make them but uh, anyway, I, I just, you know, and, and Taj Brooks, I thought he had a great first half. I think Kansas, you know, obviously did a good job of adjusting and getting that stopped uh, as you, you know, didn't really have much success in the running game in the second half, you know, with 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 some some of that, um, yeah. you know, and you've got a, a quarterback with a compromised arm and, you know, or shoulder, I should say. So, uh, but uh, hey, man. Joey McGuire now what five and one in November and yeah yeah you're 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 one win away from you know extending your season which and it's not the kind of year that you wanted uh no, but no. it's it's imperative that you continue it uh and with your younger players now really starting to to get involved you can you know play a lot of your your red shirts the guys that you are playing to red shirt this year in a bowl game uh, your your signees uh, could uh, practice. So, yes, that includes Micah Hudson and the mm-hmm. Wolhammon types. Uh, just so many positives uh, uh, about, you know, extending your season. But uh, got to get one more result, and you've got two opportunities to do that. But, heck, man, I'm of the opinion that you try to go uh, win both of them. And I'd be okay the with that. Thing you did last year. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Finish on a four-game winning streak. Uh that sure would feel a lot different than than a lot of the season has gone. Um, well, and heck, if we're asking for stuff, let's finish on a five game winning streak. Yeah, yeah. let's get greedy. Count, count, the, count the count the bowl game in the end of that mix as well. Shoot, yeah. So, um, our, and you know what? Let's create a bunch of excitement and 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 hope for for the following year by by finishing the year on a, on a win streak <laughs> some people may even suggest that you're a dark horse for the conference championship in the offseason hey, you know what i'm um, all right with that <laughs> just deliver a little bit better early in the season yeah that's I'm right that's right that. uh, but this year the, the next year you got to go to Alton stadium you got to go play at oregon yeah, not, uh, so, not quite yeah, as easy, I, I no wish wyoming had to I wish wyoming had to come to, to lubbock next year because uh yeah, yeah. we won't see them until I don't 20, know. 28, yeah, I think. 28? Okay. Like, we've already got the Big 12 schedule for this long, and then I still think we don't see Wyoming until after all these Big 12 games we know about. It's yeah. crazy. So, uh, Central Florida on the schedule this week, and then I'll get to some some questions and then turn to some hoops as well. Um, Central Florida, the opponent this week, uh, whatever the heck happened down in Orlando, no one saw that coming. Vegas, well, a, mon- a monsoon happened. Yeah, Vegas had a close game here. They they had OSU by two points, I think, when this one finished. So you knew something's up there. That you knew, uh, hey, OSU 
based on what had happened in the season, you would have thought been a touchdown or better favorite. But the close game, you're like, okay, something's going there. And then you just see OSU never show up for that game. Very, very strange. Uh, the Vegas line opens at three and a half is the first one I've seen. Um, so early line there, three and a half in favor of Texas Tech at home against UCF. But this is a this is a team that a week ago you look at and say, yeah, you're you're going to win that game, or feel pretty confident you're going to win that game at home. <laughs> now that one gets a little tougher, uh, I guess, after seeing what happened in Orlando. Yeah, you know, and I think, um, yeah, I was looking at this to to be sure, uh, but you know, UCF has won. Let me see here. They yeah, they've won. They beat Boise State and they beat Cincinnati on the road, and mm-hmm. th- those were two point uh, wins. But they really haven't gotten blown out uh, at all. I mean, they lose no. at Kansas State by thirteen. Uh, lose to Baylor at home and just. I mean, just total meltdown mode. And they really didn't recover from that for a while, really. No. Maybe you could make you make the argument against until it and was they, uh and they've dealt with quarterback attrition too, like like many yeah. teams in this league. John Rice Plumley has been has been had missed some time. He's very good, by the way. Yep. Um they lost to West Virginia 41-28. They lost to, to Oklahoma uh by two as well. Um, so, um, they're, you know, they have a legit coach and Gus Malzahn, um, and, and now their quarterback is back. He was, he's going to run the ball a ton. He's, uh, you're going to hear about it all week. He's a stud baseball player, uh, for UCF, uh, and, 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 you know, a really good quarterback as well. Uh, I think he, he gives them, uh, obviously, uh, you know, a different, a different look, uh, from, you know, you know, based on what you, you know, have seen, I, th- I think he's going to be more of a runner than I'm trying to think. Maybe more than anybody you've, you've seen recently. Uh, I mean, by a lot, uh, a lot of called runs, a lot of scrambles, a lot of, a lot of his and his legs involved in the run game, a lot of RPO uh, type stuff, but you know, they, they were, and they were the, the, the team, before the season, that was the new member that I thought would do the best. Uh, and and mm-hmm. it just, it didn't really happen uh, for them. I think they've scored points on everybody. They've kept a lot of these games that were close. I'm sure they feel like they've turned a corner now that they've got, went from 0-5 in the league to now 2-5 and with a couple Probably. of wins, one over Cincinnati and then Oklahoma State. And, and I don't know whether that's an Oklahoma State team that, is that had a hangover game or if if UCF is just that much better than they were but that's what makes this sport so difficult to project week to week because you just never know uh I know the the OU fans I'm sure enjoyed the uh, Oklahoma State result uh quite a bit <laughs> um, but uh yeah but the, 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 there'll be some speed that you have to contend with but you know we also know Texas Tech always does play a lot better at home too yeah. And um, and you've got, you know, you kind of got to push your chips to the middle of the table and get get your bowl eligibility done because I don't think you really want to go to Austin uh, having to get that done. It's going to be a tough, tough ask uh, with Texas in the, I guess, theoretically, in the not not just the Big 12 title hump, the college football playoff race as well. They can't – they have zero margin for error. They cannot take another loss. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, or, otherwise they're they're out of certainly the national championship uh, opportunities, but, you know, depending on the, the standings and, and things like that, you know, the big 12 gets a bit more murkier too. 
Yeah, no doubt. Uh, a few questions from we'll start on the the ones from Twitter. Uh, this one from Leah says, "Did Baron re-injure his shoulder?" No, it, it's still this is just a painful injury, um, and I think it's actually one that you know Quinn Ewers didn't even play through for Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Quinn Ewers may have like an insurance policy, or there's no telling what the the background there is. But Baron has played through it to his credit. Uh, he's he it's very painful. You you can't is is the way it's explained to me is you can't really hurt it worse. But it's very much a pain tolerance uh, issue, and it 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 it's on his throwing shoulder, and it it's very painful. It just it hurts. It's like having a, a like a migraine headache in your shoulder. Hmm. Um, and you know, I think once he gets it loosened up and warm ups and everything like that, you know, you're kind of good to go. But as the game goes on, it 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 it, it gets worse and worse. Uh, so. And I'm sure that he would tell you that adrenaline got him through that last series because I think there was times in this game where he maybe doesn't take a shot down the field, one, because it hurts or he's just not sure if he can get it there or doesn't want to, you know, doesn't want to force a turnover, which we did see, you know, that in the first half. Uh, yeah. You know, he kind of – he threw it up on a rollout. Uh, Kansas, the safety rolled over and able to pick that off, his third interception of the year. But uh, – um you know, and how, how about uh, how about our man Gino Garcia too? By the way, you know, I mean he, he missed a missed a forty eight yarder, but uh, yeah, the just makes the easy ones, may, you know, makes the ones that uh, that you you've got to have, and and you know, a forty eight yarder, I can't really, it's frustrating, sure, but you, you can't after he kicked yeah. a fifty five yarder the week before, you know, anything forty five plus is is always going to be hit or miss, but. Uh, you you make everything from forty on down, uh, and and I'll take it every day uh, because for sure. Uh, and and he he was he was certainly uh, huge uh, for you uh, over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Gino deserves a lot of credit because he's oh, yeah. also he's coming after two extremely good kickers that you've had in the last two seasons too. I mean, you you relied on kicking a lot in the last two years and Gino's had some pressure on him to come in and do well. And he struggled early, made the adjustment and has done fantastic for you since. And and he is right in line with those other guys that preceded him. So uh, deserves a ton of credits too. Cause those clutch field goals. I mean, think about the, the K state game two weeks ago against Texas. Those clutch field goals aren't easy. I mean, it, the K state kicker misses a 27 yarder. Um, late in that game, 27 yarder. It's you can miss at any point, any time, especially with the pressure of the moment. And and Gino's come through and been cool as a cucumber plenty of times. Um, cool as a cucumber. Yeah. You ever do you know it's got a crisp cool? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh, this from speaking, you mentioned that last drive with Baron. Jeff says, why can't why can't we light it up on offense with 20? Why can we light it up on offense with 20 seconds left, but couldn't during the 60 minutes of us? Hey, 20 seconds are still part of the 60 minutes, man. Yeah, <laughs> math, uh, yeah. math. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, and, and I, I think uh, I think adrenaline, I, we've talked about his arm issues. Uh, I think, you know, and then there, I think Kansas played a bit of a different, yeah, you know, d- defense. Uh, they they weren't quite as aggressive. Uh, I, th- I thought Barron was very aggressive on his one throw to to Jerron Bradley because when when that ball's in the air, Bradley hasn't even come out of his break yet, and yeah. he 
he's, he's not kinda, looking. <laughs> no, not not at all. And he turns around. And it's like, okay, here we go. Ball's in the air, and it's almost here. And and I thought he did a good job, but that's Baron, you know, kind of with some foresight and just trying to give his guy a chance. But um, yeah, it was just uh, it was a grind. I mean, and Kansas's defense deserves some credit as well, you know, because it goes back to. You you do lack speed and juice on offense. Um, I think you you know line is just okay right now, and they basically took Taj out of it. And then you've got a compromised quarterback. It it, mm-hmm. it kind of equals a, a jumbled mess at times. But again, I don't I don't care if it's if the sixty minutes of us is in the first thirty seconds or the last thirty <laughs> seconds. As long as you score more than the other team, I really don't yeah. I don't care when it happens. Um, so. Yeah, you'll 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 take it, salute, and move on. Yeah, Andrew, a similar one. First, I'm grateful for a win. Winning is better than losing, right, Chris Lovell? But why can't this team, specifically on offense, score when they have the chance to close the door? Several times this season, we've had an opportunity to go score a touchdown and uh, go up big, but we go anemic. Yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of the reasons that we – you know, and it's uh, – did you get any questions about why the defense allows a 60-yard a run or, a, you know, like let's see, like a 10-play, an 11-play, and another 11-play, and an 18-play drive? Um, you know, yeah. drop – a dropped would have been pick six. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a team game, and I think you're just grinding on offense right now. This is not what – uh, you know, the way you want to have to go about it, you'd love to be able to light it up, but you no. know, you're, you know, you're, you're trying to, yeah. I mean, you know, I, cause I, I again, I, I think the, the, the funny thing is like, why don't a month ago was, why don't you run it more? What are you doing? Run it, hand it off. Uh, and now it's like, why don't, you know, and so you're, you're trying all, all the above, but, um, I think, you know, again, I, I go back to not that I, I can blame it or whatever, but, it's pretty tough when your quarterback is just kind of gutting it out right now. And it's pretty clear that uh, the opposition knows this and they're just yeah. kind of sitting on stuff, you know, now you, yeah, you got to try to scheme some stuff up and whether it's screens or crossing patterns or you know, whatever it may be, but it also doesn't help you when you just, I mean, again, it's, it's well-documented. You don't have a lot of, you know, playmaker types that you can feed on offense. Um, you know, uh, that that's just the reality of it. You don't have that guy, um, uh, you know, and Taj Brooks is as close to that. But he's I mean, as we saw firsthand, he's not Devin Neal. As good as Taj is, he can't really make that Devin Neal run that Devin Neal did and run away from everybody and all that. That's just not really Taj's game. You want to grind it out 31 times for 130 plus yards. He's your man. Yep. Uh, but, you know, nothing necessarily comes easy. And I think Barron's missed a few open folks as he's still learning. Uh, I think he missed a wide open Miles Price against TCU that would have been a touchdown. I think he missed, uh, I can't remember if it was X White or Dre McCray or somebody was was standing wide open in the end zone versus Kansas. And they just didn't see him, you know, and, and that happens when you're 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 scrolling. And maybe he thought, I can't, I can't get it there. I'm not even gonna attempt it. I'm not sure. But um, hey man, I, I just yeah, I'm just glad that they won. Yeah, yeah. I I guarantee you, well, if 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 Texas Tech goes and beats UCF next week, forty-five to forty-two, and people are not going to sit here <laughs> on this podcast and ask why 
why, why did our defense suck so bad? Why, why are we giving up 42 <laughs> points? People aren't going to do that. Low-hanging fruit. And, again, yeah. we've talked about it before. We're conditioned to offense in Lubbock, Texas, have been for years and years. But it, it's the low-hanging fruit to go after why didn't the offense do this? Why? At some point, you got you got to accept the win. I like the complimentary football. When your offense isn't rolling, when your offense is struggling, your defense kicked butt. Your mm-hmm. defense was awesome to be able to stop what was one of the best offenses in the Big 12. That, that Kansas offense was one of the absolute best, and you stymied them much of the day. Kept them, and, and a lot of it, you can say, okay, quarterback's out. That's fine, but a lot of it was their running game coming into the game. And and your defense, outside of one giant run by Devin Neal, uh, largely held them in check. And I think uh, that's the part that you missed so much early in the season. I think that you've gotten the last couple of weeks is good complimentary football is, is the two sides of the ball, the three sides of the ball working well together. So that's what I like seeing personally. Um and, and and you mentioned complimentary football. I mean, special teams is the other compliment yeah. too. That uh, I thought Austin McNamara did a sure. good job, and I thought they they went off script a little bit on some of the fourth down stuff and uh, put uh, put you know hit him on the field, let it, let let him pin uh, uh, the Jayhawks uh, back a bit, and then Gino Garcia, you know, just a heck of a day there for him, three or four. So yep, yep, no doubt. Um, okay, so a few more questions. We'll talk a little basketball um what bowl game this is from kelly what bowl game do you think we go to if we finish six and six yeah i i i think we're too early on that first of all you gotta you gotta punch your ticket there so much of it is uh who who all uh, you know is in the mix and and are you six and six or seven and five are you yeah i'm not so i i i'm not real sure uh what all the options are i guess that will come into if you if you were to win this weekend i think we'd have a better answer for you potentially uh you know after you know yeah. a week from now i guess i would i would say it, it, assuming you win this weekend but that's yeah. no be careful about uh that assumption and yeah. but I, again i think it's important i don't care whether that game's on december the 18th or the december the the 28th or whatever yeah, i think it's important for you to kind of you know extend your season for yeah, a variety of reasons yeah get, get the bowl game yeah mm-hmm. um and one thing to note though if tech makes a bowl game if you go six and six at minimum you're going to be a winning big 12 team you'll be at least five and four so that moves you up the ladder a little bit now you got more teams in the league this year so um yeah lot lot Still to be determined on that front. Uh, and then the the news before we bridge over to basketball, um, the news that, that came out on Sunday is Jimbo Fisher gets fired by A&M, $75 million to walk away. Uh, so multiple questions. One in the email from, from John and Kelly asked, who should they hire? But uh, John says, with Jimbo being fired, does A&M go after Joey or someone else in the Big 12? Man, it'd be a great day to be Jimbo Fisher, man. <laughs> Seventy-five million to go sit on the seven, couch. <laughs> seven million a year every year until two thousand thirty-one. That's I mean, better, just that's better than Bobby nothing. Bonilla Day. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and I don't think there's offset language in there. I don't think you know he could go do something else. I don't think I don't. I unless I'm misunderstanding. I don't think there's any 
that's just they they had to pony up to get him there and i think it's just fully guaranteed but they they get to pay it out over a, a period of time but yeah jimbo he he won even though he didn't mm-hmm. so i mean yeah um no joey joey wouldn't take that job that's not a and i don't think they would want to talk to, to coach mcguire either uh I, I think you know this is a fit i think joey's kind of like grant actually i think the baylor and the texas tech kind of deal those were the jobs that i think they would have preferred i don't think joey's not a ut or a&m type guy i think he loves the fit here uh and 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 wants to build it here and and really wants to put in roots here i mean his wife debbie right honey <laughs> win some win some more games win some I more really games like living in lubbock <laughs> yeah um and that, that was uh on the on the coaches show last week funny. uh yeah he's been dead serious he's like yeah she's more competitive than i am man she's like honey you better figure out a way to win i really like living here um <laughs> so he's like no one gets on me about the fourth downs more than she does that's <laughs> exactly right that's exactly right you, you know um what would they would they try to make a run at a guy like lance leipold or chris Kleiman uh or somebody like that i don't but i can't I, those guys don't seem like a the AM fit is a weird one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the old school, um, y- y- you know, blue collar way that that's not super flashy and climbing and and because uh, the AM can say all all they want about how you know they don't care about anything but results, but you're going to have to have trot out somebody there with some you know pedigree, you would think, uh, like they did with Jimbo Fisher. And that's what's tricky. I mean, Jeff Trailer is, I mean, it, the long been rumored because I think he has his eye on that UT or AM job. I think he would love that opportunity. Uh, and, and, but, you know, what does UTSA this year? Seven and three. And I don't know if AM would be comfortable enough hiring the UTSA head coach. That's also something that they would have to ask. And he's sure. very country and very, you know, <laughs> state of Texas and, and all those things. And maybe that, I don't, I don't know. Um, what their money people would feel about that i only they could speak to that but yeah, do their money people have the money to pay jimbo this money and still go get a big name though yeah probably i would guess uh, so but I didn't, it, de- I mean... it depends on you know how much they want to extend and it probably depends on who it is but you know i i saw lane kiffin's name i saw dan lanning's name who i think is doing a hell of a job at oregon although oregon may be a better job than a&m i don't know i would think right now um, it is. mike elko at duke who spent some time at uh, uh at a&m as well i i just don't know but i i'll say this i don't think i don't think you make this move at the time what you're gonna go do because I don't think you can do this and leave it to chance. Like you needed yeah. to know They've what you were going to go forward with because you can't run the risk of, I just don't think there's too much money involved here to like, you know, it's that and go, well, if we get one of these six guys, we're going to be okay. No, I, I would think you've, you've, you've probably already identified and, sure. and maybe you've even got it down to a couple, but it's like, Hey, if we get any one of these guys, we're good. We're guaranteed to get one. I don't know, but that, that that's, those are my thoughts. So shifting over and, to Texas, well, and oh, real boy. quick, and Good. and the Aggies won yesterday. It was like fifty-one to yeah, ten. That's what I was shocked when, when I saw the news on. You, uh, you went to go morning. find the Mississippi State score. Yeah, I'm like, did I did I read the score backwards? That's exactly <laughs> what I did because I saw. Yeah. I'm like, they they won fifty-five. That's to... what you call the decision already being made. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. So absolutely. So they're yeah they're six and four. And again, credit to them for. 
you know, having high expectations and all those things. And and some of those schools can have the money to fix issues, whereas other schools don't yep. really have it, the the financial wherewithal to be able to make things like that happen. That's just the reality of it. So, uh, but yeah, they 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 clearly already made up their mind there. No question, they they did. So, uh, level moving on to basketball, you. Um, we're on the call for the first, or you had uh, had the TV call for the first two games of the season. Texas Tech rolls in the first half of the first game against AM Commerce. That's a little ugly in the second half, but wins it by 27. Uh, then ugly quite a bit when it just from a shooting standpoint. Uh, Tech had a lot of trouble getting the ball in the hoop, but so did San Jose State. Uh, Tech ends up winning after an 18 to 2 run to finish the game. What do you make of the first two games? Do you take away a lot, or is this just a team still sifting through and learning a bunch of stuff? Yeah, it's been a it's been a busy uh, several days here. <laughs> my Lawrence, am I back in Lubbock? What sport am I supposed to be <laughs> talking yeah. about? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, they haven't shot it well in either either one of the first two games. I think, which is crazy because they just shot it like crazy versus A and M in that exhibition, the one that did not count. Uh, but they've, you know, they just haven't haven't shot it well from from the perimeter and the first two games. I think the first game, you know, versus AM Commerce, it was a free throw like re- repeat uh, where you just get to the free throw line repeatedly and you score. I think it was like 29 free throw attempts to one. You made 24 of the 29. There was a 23 point difference, and you go yep. look and see how much you won by. Yep. That's really the game within the game on kind of how and where you won that one. The the one versus San Jose State. One San Jose State is a much better team. San Jose State is a 21 team from last year. Uh, they have a guy named Tim Miles who's coached over 800 games. Longtime Nebraska coach, Colorado State coach, North Dakota State coach. Uh, they're, they're going to be, you know, and he was the Mountain West, I think, coach of the year last year. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they're they're going to be a, a a tough out, I think, the the remainder of the season. Uh, I expect them to win a lot of games. And he had a lot of the, his roster back. And I think that, you know, Grant's North Texas teams played them in the Bahamas last year, so they knew what they were going to get. And, I, yeah, I thought, I thought you, you had to grind, but I thought the crowd uh, helped crack the Spartans a bit as the game went along. And I thought you started to take advantage. What Grant's team did in the second game compared to the first one is that they took better care of the ball. I thought they really, um, you know, had to grind and then manufacture some offense getting, you know, points of the paint were big. The second chance opportunities were big. The glass was big. Um, you, 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 I guess team rebounded uh, because I think pop Isaacs led you a seven it's several other guys with five and six rebounds. So just collectively, you did a really good job. And it and it's tricky, man. Like against AM Commerce, Pop Isaac scores 19 points, and he really had to grind and work at it, uh, versus you know, the Spartans of San Jose State. Just because yeah. so whenever he doesn't score in bunches for you, the other guys are gonna have to step up. But that's the you know, there, there's some flaws with this team. I mean, backup post player is tricky. Uh, I think where do the points come from when the game slows down or the perimeter shots aren't uh, working, but I thought, you know, Devin Cambridge against San Jose state did a really good job. He scored uh, for you. Um, So anyway, I, this was a sneaky good win here. And yeah, you want, was it with the final 56, 42? Yes. 
Yeah, you're going to look up, and you know, I'm sure I don't know what the spread was according to the Vegas folks. Fifteen and a half, so it was pretty close. Oh, so you're right. You're right, but I, I, I was going to say you're right there, probably the, you know, where where they thought it would be, and and uh, but this is a this will be a good win, and there's some other ones on this schedule that are like this too. You know, I mean, yeah. Nichols, Nichols beat LSU the other day. I've seen Abilene Christian roll into Stillwater, beat Oklahoma State. I mean, these yep. are with, – with with the way the sport is these days, it's a bit tougher in the non-conference schedule than you'd think just because you don't know what teams are going to have year to year. Everybody's trying to figure their team out at the beginning of a year with all the new pieces because everybody's doing this. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to get people, typically it's earlier compared to later. Yeah. You know? So, um, but – yeah, that those those are I guess my uh, my thoughts uh, choice on on some basketball, but uh, you know you've got one more tune up A and M Corpus Christi, uh, you know in the United Supermarkets Arena on Thursday night, and then you are you're off to uh, Atlantis uh, where you'll take on Villanova. I think it is in that first game, and then I think that it's like is it like Michigan and, and Northern Iowa the next round? No, it's uh, uh, North you know, Carolina. North, North Carolina. Iowa. In Northern Iowa. And yeah, Michigan's in the bottom part. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it. yeah, you're going to get someone good again in that uh, tournament at some point. Some, you're going to get another Power 5 brand name at some point, and it, it's going to be real very quick. Um, And, and you're right. This is a schedule that it may, it may not look sexy uh, in terms of the home schedule and a bunch of names you may not be like, oh, really? San Jose State, Nichols, this, or whoever on the schedule. But it is a lot more teams that are um, picked towards the top of their league. So it's it's going to be an RPI building schedule and a schedule that will test Texas Tech here. But uh, Kelly did ask about a prediction for Battle for Atlantis. I'll let you hold on to that one. Uh, for next week since we'll be uh, a step closer to that battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas as well but level we have uh, run out of time we'll hopefully get to talk about bowl eligibility when we uh, reconvene next week absolutely uh fun week it sets up a a fun end of the season and yeah you've got uh you got a lot a lot to play for still um and basketball just getting going so yeah man appreciate the time woodman um Enjoy the time of year, people. Lots of sports, lots of day sports, lots of lots. Uh, all all kinds of stuff. Holidays coming up, so uh, yeah. Hope everybody has a has a great week, and we'll talk to you next time. Absolutely, that's Chris Lovell. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T ninety seven three. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T ninety seven three.